Hello everyone, my name is Angelica Waters and I just wanted to take the time to reintroduce myself and explain the reason and purpose behind my podcast, Heal. This podcast will be dedicated to that person that is ready to accept their hurt, their pain, their illness, or mental health issue and turn that process of exception into a healing triumph. As a young black woman living in a world with so much pressure, I dealt with trauma that hindered my growth process until I came into the power of acceptance. And I call that my starting point to heal. Once I embarked in my journey of healing, I was able to reconnect with my true self, now stronger and wiser. I am ready to share my journey and allow others to share their healing journey by allowing my podcast to be a safe place. Healing is a journey and you shouldn't have to heal alone. If you are ready to take your life back, this podcast is just for you. Now let's heal. Assalamu alaikum family, peace and healing. And we are back for another episode of Healing with Angelica's podcast, where we discuss all things healing. And if you are new to the show, welcome, beautiful souls. On today's episode, I have a special guest joining me today, Miss Taylor X, as we will be discussing today's topic healthy postpartum. Taylor, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Good. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. Happy to be here. Yes, yes, absolutely. Thank you again for joining me. Now, before we get started on today's topic, do you mind letting our audience know just a little bit more about you? Oh, yeah, of course. So my name is Taylor X, as she said. Um, I'm a mom of two beautiful babies. I have a boy and a girl. Um, I had some interesting birth stories, which kind of led me to uh, where I am today. Uh, I became a doula about two years ago and um i think it's two going on three maybe and since then like i've been helping women give birth at home mostly is the goal but other than that like just helping them really advocate for themselves because that's one of the things that i've been doing my entire life so yeah that is where i'm at right now and i'm also in school to be a midwife in the future um hopefully in the next two years i'll be delivering some babies on my own so yeah Oh my gosh, that is exciting. (laughs) Yes, I love it. Thank you so much, Taylor, for that. And for my audience today, please, 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 please feel free to put any questions that you may have for my guests in the comments today. Now, let's get started on today's topic, healthy postpartum. Now, we all should know, mostly our women, what postpartum is. However, to break it down, Postpartum means the time that begins right after a woman gives birth that lasts lasts about six weeks, allegedly. I was just (laughs) allegedly. (laughs) Postpartum has always been given the title of the fourth trimester. As a new mom, it could be a trying time of adjusting to life, trying to navigate what to do and how to do it constantly criticizing ourselves which can sometimes turn into unhealthy habits 
and mental health issues such as anxiety and depression. So, how could one adjust to their new way of life and obtain a healthy postpartum? And that brings me to my first question for you, Ms. Taylor. Do you mind telling us your journey to becoming a doula and why did you choose that profession? Oh, yeah. So um, it actually happened around the time I was supposed to be going into labor with my daughter. I had a weird type of situation where my water broke and uh, my contractions didn't start right away, which really now I know just means that, you know, it wasn't time. But at the time, no information. Um, so I did a little back and forth with my midwives. This was a time that me and them kind of got into it a little bit. And there was a lady that I was um, getting counsel from who's just a, a older woman in our uh, neighborhood. And she gave birth to all her children at home. She uh, helped other women give birth at home, but she wasn't a licensed midwife or anything. And I always think about those conversations that I was having with her during that time because I was really, really struggling with um, the decision to transfer to a hospital. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to just rebel against that and give my, give birth to my baby at home, but I just didn't have the knowledge at the time. Yeah. So she told me, she said, Taylor, you are so passionate about this. You should become a midwife. And I was like, wait what like i'm on the phone with her arguing with her arguing with my midwives telling her what happened and i'm like you want me to be a part of the system that i can't stand i'm trying to get out of i don't understand and she was like yeah like you would just help so many women so then after i had my baby i started kind of looking up um okay well how do you become a midwife like that is something i would be interested in and um going the natural route with a lot of things that i was bothered with during my pregnancy So I'm looking at how do you become it? And the basic information you're gonna find online is that you should go to school to become a nurse first, which is like four years, getting your bachelor's degree, um, and then going to nursing school. And then there's another trade-off where you have to train to be a midwife after that. So I was like, dang, like six to eight years, that just sounds kind of crazy to me at this time. So I um, started looking more into other options. And then that's when I found out what a doula was. And I got aligned with this midwife. She's a black midwife in Louisiana and she does trainings for doulas. And she's trained so many doulas. She's been a midwife for such a long time. I loved her class. And then after that, I kind of felt good like that I'm in the field, but um, I'm able to help, but it's just not in the way I originally thought. So I know that's not really what you were asking about the midwifery, but that's kind of like what started the doula stuff and then as I started going to birth that's when I realized that okay I can become a midwife sooner than what I originally thought when I became a doula yes 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 all praise be to Allah I love that I'm sorry I was listening to you and then you know the haters come in and try to crackle up our uh our conversation it sounded real sound real muffled could you could you hear could you hear that on your end yeah, I hear it a little bit. Okay. Um, okay. Do you think you might be the mic? Oh my God, I hope not. Here we go again with these mics. <laughs> I know. Give me a moment, you guys. Okay. Make sure you guys can hear this. Hold on. Wait. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you good. Okay. Let me see here. 
And if you guys are listening, if you guys still hear it, please let me know who's in your hearing it on so I can know for future references. But thank you so much for that, Taylor. Um, just um, opening up and letting us know where you started in your journey, what kind of like got you into wanting to become a doula. Now, I believe that <laughs> with um, pregnancy and just um, postpartum and just being a woman in general, <laughs> we get a lot. We get a lot of runarounds um, when it comes to the proper knowledge of pregnancy of birthing of at the birth so um do you mind telling us what are some misinformation women receive in regards to postpartum yeah that's really good i'm glad you asked that because a lot of times you know a lot of times we're told things about postpartum like you said in the beginning like oh you know the first six weeks this is what you should do for the first six weeks. After six weeks, you should go back to work, drop your baby off at the daycare and just go on with your life. You're all healed. And that is just not the case at all. Like really it should be six weeks in your home. And then maybe the next six weeks is close to home. And then the next six weeks is, okay, now me and baby are close to home, things like that. So we're, we're trying to get you to ease your way out of the experience that you just went through. And I think that what the problem is, is that birth is happening so much. So the people that are in that field that see it every day so much, they just really feel like women should just be ready to jump back into life when it doesn't happen like that, like at all. So I definitely don't believe in the six week thing. Um, another myth or misconception, I would say, about postpartum is that like the worst is over because I feel like people are so worried about uh, the labor part of it, pushing out the baby, that they think postpartum everything is just over. But there's so many different things still changing in your body. For you to be able to produce milk, there's extra hormones that weren't there before. Um, it's just so many different things. And now the progesterone is going down. The estrogen is trying to level itself back out. And all of these things are trying to go back to pre-pregnancy body. So I always tell women, think about it. Like if it took nine months to make the baby or really 10 months, if we're going based off 40 weeks, 10 months with the baby, then we need 10 months after the baby too. So... I definitely agree with that. Um, <clears throat> I definitely <laughs> went through my own transitioning right after having my son. And um, I, I like, uh, whew, I had a, um, had a short term thyroid issue right after having my son on top of dealing with the hospital from what I told you prior to the show. Yeah. Um, dealing with the hospital and just going through so many different changes within myself within my body this is my baby my newborn baby it was so much so me being a new mom in my mind I'm thinking like okay I know this is new but I'll be back to myself in no time yeah. you know like I'm done with the pregnancy it's over I'll be back to myself the person I was before I you know got pregnant but oh no that definitely was not the case um i like i said after having my situation with my thyroid after having my son 
Um, I lost a tremendous amount of weight. Um, I uh, had to eat a little bit more because I was nursing. So that yeah. that played a big part too because I didn't know like they were saying like you're nursing, you're still kind of pregnant. Yeah, you still gotta keep it going. But I'm saying that to say that within that time like I learned so much patience because honestly my son is two now and I just got I feel like I just really really got to a point to where I won't say that I'm back to myself but I think that I am becoming a new self and I think that's what it is with all women like after you give birth just know that this is a new you yeah like this that person you was before and not saying you know like maybe you still do certain habits and things but you know your body i don't believe your body is the same anymore after after pregnancy i don't believe your mind is the same after more uh, after uh pregnancy like you know like i said after two years i'm just now picking up weight I'm just now getting really adjusted to being a mom and having this responsibility. So um, I'm glad that you brought up the simple fact that no, like it really upsets me that the doctors, you know, (laughs) tell us to go back and go do the thing after six weeks. Like, hold on, wait a minute. Yeah. I need some time. It's really a science when it comes to birthing and to put your body back into that state, that stress state after six weeks of after having a baby. It's yeah. like they are really trying to uh, doom us all. <laughs> no, seriously. And most of them have never had children. So that's one thing I always tell moms too, like ask them questions like that because you can know as much as you want to know from a book, but until you've actually had children, I don't want to hear. It, to be honest. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I and I know uh and I know one of the doctors I had, um, you know, I told her like I didn't want an epidural. She was like, I'm telling you, you're gonna need it. I've been a doctor for 15, 20 years and I know you're gonna need it. I said that has nothing to do with me. To I say that is crazy. So many women are giving birth naturally. It's crazy to even say that. But one thing I also wanted to say about the the word postpartum, I feel like people always look at it like it's a certain time frame that you're trying to be in, right? But all postpartum means is after childbirth. So Mm -hmm. after childbirth, that could be one year after, two years after, three years after. Like I I believe that um, we are taught to breastfeed for two years. And that is our break from being pregnant. Like, I think that everyone needs that two-year break for their body to fully, you know, go back to where it started and where it was before. So definitely not anything short of two years. Yes, yes, exactly. I think two years is the mark. And um, it was a book. uh, It's from Foodie Muhammad. Uh, you, you may know what I'm talking about. I'm not for sure. It's called how to, is it called how to birth a guy? I think it is. Oh, I think I do know what you mean. It has that baby on the cover. Yes, I seen that book. Someone showed me that book, but I haven't I haven't got my hands on it yet. Yes, yes, I, I read it and I have completed completed the book, but it has a lot of good information in there 
And also, like, I didn't even know that at the age of three months, six months, I could have been potty training my baby. So, it was a lot of good information on here. But, yes, you guys, that's a great book. So, check it out. So, yes, thank you so much for that, uh, Taylor. Now, um, do you believe that, um, and I think we think we already talked about that so we'll leave that leave that question alone um what are some bad habits that makes postpartum unhealthy okay that's a good question too i want to say the first thing i thought of when you said that is that we don't set boundaries um as moms and really as women in general but especially as moms because like you said like you're you're becoming a new woman after you have a baby um, I know for me during my pregnancy and before my pregnancy with my first, I thought the same way the entire time. And it wasn't until after I had the baby that I realized that like, man, those thoughts are just, they're not at the top of my list right now. So one of the things that I think uh, moms deal with a lot of guilt, when not only when it comes to how they take care of their household or how they take care of their baby, but also like they're keeping up with social life, friends, family members everybody want to see the baby everybody wants to bug you i think um that boundaries are a very good thing to establish um it's one of the things that i don't know i just was born with i don't know what happened but i was just born with it like sometimes it's okay to just ignore people like it's okay you don't have to answer everything you don't have to be consuming so much and i think that's one of the things that affects moms postpartum because especially with social media there's so many um like false expectations and just not realistic outcomes and all these things and you're looking at this and you're like why doesn't my life or why doesn't my postpartum look like this why isn't it going as smooth and as happy for me as it is for her but the girl that's this influencer recording during her um postpartum she's giving you a 30 second reel when you don't see the rest of her day so i think that that is one of the biggest things is setting up boundaries your life does not have to look like everybody else's life uh the way you raise your children doesn't have to look like how everybody else raised their children and lower it lowers those expectations that i feel like we set on ourselves so yeah boundaries are very very important i'm just now kind of getting to that state where like i didn't know that i really wasn't setting any boundaries i yeah. think because, um me being an empath and me just loving to help people and being scared to say no not even knowing that i was scared to say no but yeah. just the, the feeling of rejection or the feeling of a person not wanting to uh do anything for me because i said no uh it, i say that because that's in all aspects of life even with postpartum um it's so important because you know we don't give i don't think like you said we give ourselves grace you know we just had a baby and i really believe that a lot of women um and i know i had a time where i was consumed social media and would compare myself like okay I'm not here I'm not there she looks like why she look you know so it's very easy I don't want to say easy but um you know it's very uh, accessible for us to see that and you know I would say that slinking devil in our minds to make us believe that we should be 
in a certain area in our life where we are exactly where we need to be. So I believe that the best thing, as you just said, um, that to be a part of being healthy, having a healthy postpartum, is making sure you're setting those boundaries for yourself and your baby. So that is a yeah. good one. Now, um, what are the causes of mental health issues during postpartum time? Um, well, I would say that one of the biggest things, for me, it just always goes back to nutrition because if our bodies are lacking a certain element here or there, it can throw off the whole healing process. So I think that um, like a lot of times we want to help out postpartum moms and we want to just order them stuff. And um, even like sending groceries is kind of like, we don't be wanting to do that because it's like, okay, who's going to cook it? But that's why I, I would like for moms to get prepared for their postpartum beforehand, because if we got some quick things ready to go in the freezer, we can really just continue to feed and nourish our bodies, especially while breastfeeding. Um, so that way we can avoid certain things like postpartum depression. A lot of times when doulas are trying to treat like postpartum depression or um, what's the other one I'm thinking of, not the like, I guess we could talk about different ones, but the postpartum depression more specifically, I see a lot of uh, doulas trying to treat them with like magnesium because zinc, magnesium, like these little things here and there, we might just be missing and it's not connecting because the hormones are just sending messages to your brain constantly. And um, if there's something missing there, I feel like it, it stops that healing process. And then the other ones, like maybe postpartum PTSD or postpartum psychosis, or uh, even just like something that starts off small, like baby blues. Some of that can come from your birth experience. Uh, I will say for sure. If you feel like you were violated during your birth experience, like one of the things I always hold on to, and I still kind of cringe to this day, is what nine, almost 10 years ago when my doctor gave me an episiotomy. That's something that's like, like, why would you even do that? Now that I have the information that I have, I think about it often, like, man, like I, I felt violated at the time. Like, I felt like that was a time where I could have stuck up for myself and I just didn't know to do that. So that's something that's would be considered what postpartum PTSD. Um, you can get that definitely from a poor birth experience. Yes, yes, I definitely, um, I definitely agree with that. Um, I will say, like, like I um, spoke to you before, um, <clears throat> with just the experience I had with my prior pregnancy and, you know, uh, the loss of my son seven years, six, seven years ago, um, and be getting pregnant again with my son, um, I had a lot of things that happened that transpired within that birthing period that I believe had caused a lot of my mental, um, mental, I say issues in regards to like anxiety and a little depression. I think I, I kind of dealt with more of the anxiety on that part. And also, um, and I just now found out that, that um, the epidural is like literally a drug. Oh yeah, it's definitely a drug. <laughs> That's like a drug drug. <laughs> That's a strong drug. 
So I said, okay, uh, because I had to push my, oh my, oh my gosh, like, I, like I said, I, I pushed my son out for two hours straight, and like, I got to a point where I feel like my body could not do it anymore. I really felt like I was like, I'm going to freaking die. This is so much. I don't know what to do. I was literally going to give in to get in the C-section because I'm like, he's not coming out. I don't know. So they said, look, you either, uh, they said the epidural. And honestly, it's like, I feel like my body rejected it so fast. Like, I don't know. It was just not so fast, but it's like, they gave me the epidural and like, five seconds later he came out wow and it was it, it like it's just like because my legs were so weak from pushing and pushing and having and it's, i i didn't have no more strength to keep pushing but when i went ahead and got the epidural and it and it helped me push them out i still didn't want to do it yeah <laughs> so it may it may be in some cases that you know you may need it but um I also feel like a lot of that also could have contributed to lack of exercise that I was doing uh, during during the pregnancy. So that's why it's also good as well to have a uh, make sure your body is well prepared before getting pregnant. Yeah, make sure you are healthy during the pregnancy so you can have a successful birthing and a postpartum i think that yeah. all plays a big part in that so i'm glad that you mentioned that and if you all are enjoying this episode just as well as i am please 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 show your support by donating today to cash app dollar signs healing with angelica i will also leave more info to donate on the screen below now i love you guys now let's get back to today's episode healthy postpartum with taylor x now this is this now this question right here i want to really dive deep in this because i think this is very important especially for african-american women so do you believe that conventional doctors have neglected women's care after pregnancy after pregnancy that's good too okay so before i answer that i gotta go back to the epidural conversation for a second because it's gonna bother me if i don't say nothing um but okay so with that situation just from the little pieces that i got from what you said one i would say doctors should not be telling you when to push if you were pushing for two hours it just wasn't time for you to push a lot of times they're going based off of um dilation but also they're going based off of we trying to get the baby out so we can go. So they're rushing moms to push before it's actually time. That's one thing I feel. Then with the epidural, um, like helping you push, the epidural helps you to relax. If we're not in a state of being relaxed for two pins, we're actually fun our own labor. So when that epidural calms you down on the internet, you know that? hear me okay sorry it blacked out for a second no can you hear me yeah i can hear you you can hear me too right yeah it's it's it's, it's a little crackle on your end though are you still hearing, hearing the crackling um yes but it's okay it's okay 
Okay. I love you, audience, so much, but we're going to have to, you know, keep it going, even though we hear crackling, crackling. I hope you guys could, you know, ignore the crackling and still be able to obtain this great information. (laughs) So, yeah, um, I can hear you. You're fine. Okay. Okay. So then to answer the question about um, the doctors assisting us or giving us care after pregnancy, I feel like that is a, a huge thing that I always talk about with moms too, because a lot of times we don't see the doctor until we actually are pregnant. So that's something that can be avoided. Midwives also offer uh, annual checkups for women, um, whether that's like your pap smear, your STD testing, your blood work, anything you would need, a midwife can offer that for you. You do not have to be pregnant to go see your midwife. I think that conventional doctors don't really care for like the check-ins after your six-week appointment because then they become just regular annual checkups, which aren't that much money. But with a pregnancy, taking care of somebody, their entire prenatal, their labor, their delivery, and then those next couple of checkups, that's a package deal for them. So um, that's just why it's so common for them to stop after six weeks. Mm, Yeah, I... This is why I got you on here and wanted to talk about that as well, just because I really felt like, you know, after after having my son, I just felt like just kind of like, okay, see, go, go to the other doctor. We done with you. But it's like, hold on, wait a minute. What about this or what about that? And um, my doctor at the time, she completely ignored my thyroid issue. I had to go to another doctor get blood work done because my doctor after having my son told me that oh it's just your hormones just go get a massage it's okay yeah your thyroid looks a little swollen but it's all right I'm like no it's not all right because I'm having anxiety and I'm feeling weird and I need to figure this out coming to found find out by my doctor oh you have a thyroid they they called it was calling it thyroiditis like postpartum thyroiditis like an inflammation of the thyroid at the time so i'm like huh okay why did my like so um and then another thing after after pregnancy too um i i think i don't know if you ever heard of it um something that has to do with your stomach muscles the diasecta recta like when they separate yes I had that but I had to self-diagnose myself with that I could tell I was like okay why don't they look at that and just in me finding out that of course it takes like two years for your body to actually heal I'm like in my mind I'm like I wonder how many women has gotten pregnant right after having a baby and their muscles, their abdominal muscles are split and yeah. they're weak. I said that's in, I'm, and just from now I'm thinking like, there's not, there's no way because it's all in the last wheel. I don't see how, I don't know. And in my mind, I was just like, I can't see how another pregnancy could could go on when your, your muscles are split, your abdominal yeah. muscles are split like that. 
like mine was big and I was like oh my gosh like I was scared but you know at the time I'm like I can't trust these conventional doctors like they're they didn't even they didn't even tell me this like why didn't they say that so I truly believe that um we have to take it in our own hands yeah I think one one of the biggest reasons why they don't say anything too is because that's something they're going to um refer you to somebody else that's not money in their pockets really and i hate to keep like bringing it back to the money part but this is just what we're dealing with here in america the the medical system in america and another thing the only reason i even know about that because i had two children too and the only reason i even know about that is because of the postpartum visits that i've had with moms as a doula their midwife check for that so if you don't have a good doctor like I said, they're just not concerned with the full woman in the picture. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. So um, I want to talk about the, because I can, I can definitely say, like, I am so grateful to a lot that I had the support of my mother. Yeah. But also had the additional support of a doula at my birth birthing and before my birth and after because she helped me out tremendously like I I got sick after having my son and I felt so overwhelmed it's like I have never in my life felt like that I called my doula and she said I'm on my way what do you need I'm gonna take care of the baby. You go take a shower. I like cried so much. I was like, oh my God, because like, I don't know what to do. And I'm just overwhelmed and I, I haven't bathed. And <laughs> I just, it was just so much right after giving birth. So I want to talk about what are the benefits of obtaining a doula? Um, I was going to say um, during postpartum, but just in general, like what are the benefits of having a doula? especially for a black woman oh yeah that's especially especially and i want to just start by saying that is was so important for what you just said about the support that you received and also some of the things that you went through during your pregnancy because a lot of people just think like i said pregnancy is just so common and we see it every day women are just just getting past this like it's nothing and we as black women always make it seem like what we going through is nothing because for whatever reason we're just so strong and want to be just seen as just so strong and we're carrying all this weight really so i think that the benefits of having a doula um during this time and just in general is just that like having somebody that's not going to be biased not going to be like oh girl well everybody you know has children get over it blah blah blah. they actually are just there to hear you in those times and one of the other hugest things too is that since they're going on so many different births and they're getting all of this experience not only do they have the information that they were taught while they were you know being trained but they have the information from experience too so now we got doulas out here not myself because i'm not at 20 births yet i'm trying to get there but we got doulas out there that that's been to 20 different births that's been to 30 different births that's been to 40 different births and i don't know any moms that's had 20 or 30 different children so you're gaining that experience from somebody that's actually in the field seeing babies being born all the time Yes, 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 exactly. 
having someone that really knows just the ins and outs of just pregnancy and birthing in general and also having that additional support I believe and maybe you can touch on it before we end the show um how how important it is to have that extra support when you're actually because some women may have to go to the hospital um to give birth but having that doula there to kind of back you up because even in that time of me giving birth I'm like I'm not here like I hear y'all doctors but I'm not here I'm I'm trying to you know so and I also believe that's another time as well for doctors to kind of like take advantage of a woman because especially she doesn't have no support a woman is more um you know acceptable to whatever the doctor is telling her yes. you know at the time like well you need this okay just do it I don't care you know like no. that was not my, that my thought but you have that doula there be like hold on wait a minute she said this she said that like I'm telling you sister Taylor like it was a point in time where I said I feel like I cannot breathe I feel like I can't breathe like I kept saying it but not loud, but I'm trying to say it because I'm still giving birth. You know, my doc, my doula said, hey, she says she can't breathe. Check her oxygen level. Like, somebody found out that, you know, I was okay. It's, it's okay. My oxygen level was cool. But just that little thing there made me see how beneficial a doula was being there for me because the doctor completely just ignored that and was just constantly telling me to push, 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 push. Like, I'm like, oh my God, I can't. <sighs> they drive me crazy, girl. <laughs> I told you I'm trying to stay out these hospitals. They don't me. Oh my God. Oh man. So it's two things that I do want to say about that because you're right about both things. Like that doula being there as what I was, what I was saying, the middleman or your advocate, um, is so important, so important because we can prevent so many different things. And one thing my doula instructor said to us, she said, if somebody asks you, what do you do? Say, I prevent C-sections. That's what I do. And she was, she meant it. And I'll never be saying that to people, but cause it sounds kind of harsh, but it's real. Like we make sure that when the doctors come in, you see her. Like a lot of times they're on uh, autopilot. Like they're just, they do it so much. So they just know they're checking off. They got like a little checklist of what I'll be saying. They're checking off this. Okay, I did her blood pressure, did this, did this. I need you to see her though. Not just a patient X, not just patient number, blah, blah, blah for the day. I need you to see this woman. But the other issue is though, if you, you have to give birth in a hospital and you have a doula, I need the doula to one, um, build a strong relationship with that mom before she goes into labor. Because if you have a strong relationship with her, your voice is going to be louder in her head. And then for two, for the moms to, um, what, what can I say for the moms to do? Because what, what I see is the issue is that once we get into those buildings, those white coats, distract us and our doula is just a doula you're the non-medical support person but my doctor is here and and they get into that mind frame like you said where they're more likely to just go with the flow of what the doctor is saying so if i'm your doula and i'm at your hospital birth 
And I'm telling you, girl, stop pushing. And then your doctor's saying, with the next contraction push, I need you to make that choice of who you're going to listen to. And that comes with that doula building a strong bond with the mom during the pregnancy. Because if you've only had three visits with her and she didn't saw you once per trimester, like she's not going to really grasp what you're trying to say in that moment of labor. So that that is one of the hugest uh, difficulties that I feel like doulas are going to come across with hospital births. And I'm so glad you brought that up. I'm so glad you brought that up because that is, that's like, <laughs> make a decision, you yeah. know? Um, and when it comes to giving birth to me, like, that's like, it's really like life and death. <laughs> like, um, so as a, as a doula, not me, but just a doula in general, just being able to make sure that they- Girl, have- you could be a doula. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I don't think about being a doula because that the stuff I experienced in my I'm like, oh no. More women need support. So yes. I don't say I might not look into that. I'm trying to be everything in the world, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know how that go. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that support is necessary. It is needed and that bond. It's all about that that bond that connection because unfortunately we're living in a world where our trust has been depleted we don't trust nobody we ain't trying to deal with nobody but we need each other and we need more support when it comes to women giving birth so I want to say thank you again Taylor for joining me today on this well needed topic healthy postpartum I would also like to give a great thank you to my amazing healing tribe for joining us today. I pray today's episode was informative and valuable for you all. Also, be sure to give us your feedback, share, and subscribe so you don't miss out on any new episodes on your favorite podcast station, Closing the Gap Broadcast Network, and YouTube, and Facebook, and my Facebook and YouTube channel, Healing with Angelica, if you are um, to get the message out, I'm sorry, to those in need of healing. Also, if you are ready to start your healing journey, my ebook, Heal Yourself, is just for you. This ebook breaks down the steps you should take to start your healing journey to become your best self. To purchase your ebook today, be sure to check in today's show notes, in which will also include information for today's amazing guest, Miss Taylor X. Taylor, before we end today's show, do you have any closing remarks for our audience today? Um, yes. I would say that um a lot of people think that like being a doula is the training, but for me, I think it's more so the experience. One thing that our doula instructor told us is like just start, just start. You're already a doula. So as women, we have to learn how to support other women that are pregnant and postpartum. And that is what a doula is. So every single one of you guys can be doulas. And I think that women need more support and sharing more information. Don't keep it to yourself. So yeah. Yes, yes. Thank you for saying that because I, I it reminded me of back in the olden days. You know, I wasn't born back then, but I just remember that, you know, they used to say how all the women be yeah. together, be big village. and We were surrounded by women. Surrounded by women yeah. when a woman is giving birth, like, 
we need that support like we're so we're so in this state of mind of just envy and jealousy oh I'm, no this woman is having a baby and she needs your support yeah blood or not and i truly feel like like you said doulas we are all naturally doulas if we want to yes. so definitely so yes sister taylor thank you again so much for joining me today and thank you again to my amazing healing tribe and we leave you guys as we came peace and healing Oh my god.